Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with Mum. Darling, I can barely fit behind the desk. Is that because of my bump? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's prominent, shall we say. Yeah. We've got an absolute whopper, Mum. A returning whopper. I know. A reigning king. I mean, when you look at the shape of you. (laughs) We've got Ed Sheeran returning to Table Manners, albeit via Zoom, but we've got him. Put chocolate all over the invoice. Sorry, I've put. Sorry. Oh my god. Sorry, it's a bit. Hard. I've got it on my arm as well. Yeah. Sec. Oh great. The greatest discovery this week was the Pret-a-Manger chocolate milkshake, and that I can Where get Pret-a-Manger delivered to my house. So I basically I compared the Pret chocolate milkshake to. I didn't say it, but it's a more gourmet version of the McDonald's chocolate milkshake, which is a big. I'm a big fan of. Now, I've heard, and I'm sure lots of you have, that you can now request at McDonald's a Neapolitan milkshake. What's a bit of three? Like vanilla, strawberry, and all together? Yeah. How revolting. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm into... I mean, I'm into milkshakes at this stage of the pregnancy, but I don't know if I could stoop to Neapolitan. Can you tell us if anybody has tried it from the... um, that listens to the podcast and whether it is worth trying and don't knock it until you've tried it? Does it beat the chocolate one? This is riveting. Oh, she's yawning. All right, sorry. God. Sorry, Mum. Oh, God, you're making me yawn. I'm not making you yawn. Jesus, get, let's get it out before we've got bloody the biggest bloody pop star in the bloody world coming on. And we're going, I'm ready for bed. Oh, God. Ed Sheeran, you, you've returned to Table Manners, babe. Yeah. Couldn't keep away, could you? I'm so happy to be back. How are you guys? I'm all right. I haven't. I, I don't think I've seen you since your wedding. No, but I don't th- really think I've seen anyone since my wedding. It kind of, we kind of went to we went to Antarctica straight away and then came back and then yeah, the world shut down. And how have your past two years been, mate? Uh, well, much like you, I became a parent, <laughs> and that's been just wonderful. Like just, just wonderful. She. How old is she now? She's Ten months now. Which is mad, which is mad. She's like getting to the point where everything is interesting her and she is just, every word is a vowel, basically. Oh my God, (laughs) she's very advanced. Do you know what we've been, because we've been with her 24 seven pretty much every day. I think, you know, uh, she's obviously picking up stuff quite quickly. Is she a musician? Do you think she's a budding musician? I mean, I know you started early, but like, do you think she's got it in her, in the blood? Uh, I think sport. 
I think more sport. Cherry's like cherry. Yeah, cherry was sport. I think Lyra will be more sport. I think, but you know, she likes maracas and shakers, and uh, yeah, uh, my my friend Johnny bought her a little um, plastic piano thing that she bangs. So we'll see. We'll so you see. haven't been going to any parent local parent um, music classes once they're opened up? Have you Not tried yet. That yet. No, no, we missed all. You of the... could host one at the <laughs> we Sheerans. Missed, we missed all of the NCT classes as well, obviously. So we haven't actually really. Cherry's best mate is about to have a kid, so I think okay. that's going to be integrating kids and whatnot. So that'll be that'll be fun. But um, yeah, she hasn't really spent that much time around children, which I think is a shame. But mm. it's it's uh, yeah, everything seems to be opening up now, and we'll get around. How are yours? They're all right. Like my son's not very interested in me. My daughter's really interested in me. My daughter, I'm slightly scared, has a bit of a voice, which I kind of wish that she didn't. So I'm going to try and like rein that in. I want her to be sporty. I don't want her to be a musician. I think it's from being in the music industry. I'm like, I would not wish this on my child. You know, I don't, I, <laughs> not that, not that it's not great. I mean, I love being yeah, in it, but yeah. the, the roads to get into it, I would not want my daughter to tread basically. I know. So like, I'm, I mean, I say that I don't want her to do it, but I've already made her start piano classes and she's four. I think it's different learning music and doing stuff. But I think the day that also, also, I mean, like I've, and I, you would know as well, but you're around so many kids of famous people that are in music and can never get past the last name. Mm. And I would hate for her to be known as my daughter rather than just Lyra you know I'd want her to have her own identity so hold on, and you've probably been asked this on like loads of really trashy things but hold on, her ma- name is Lyra Antarctica isn't it yeah and I've got to ask it and you've probably asked she was she was <laughs> was she conceived in Antarctica is that why you went I know for it, that's mate? I know I I know that's proper like uh <laughs> Beckham a, yeah, a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit like that. But man, you know, so part of our reasoning behind it was Cherry. Cherry is the only Cherry that I've ever met, and we, we go through life and we never meet another Cherry. And it's that is her, as I, as I said, like with identity. That's that's her identity. And you know, we had a few names picked out, and that was just on on the list. And yeah, when she um when she was born, we were just like it just kind of suits it. I think the whole situation. So when I said, babe, do you want to do this podcast again? You said, absolutely. Really loved it. And my eating habits have changed. No, they really have. They really have. So, and you said, I'm now like a dad. And now I don't eat. <laughs> you said I'm not a fat bastard anymore, and uh, so I want to know. No more kebabs. No, it wasn't the kebabs that we were. Oh yeah, he did love he a kebab. He did kebab. love kebabs, and and also I think I must have had about four portions of your wonderful uh, the sausage, sausages. sausage meal. Yeah, how are you, by the way? I'm fine, darling. Very well. Amazing. What did you eat in Antarctica? Did you have to cut a little hole in the ice and catch Go a fishing. fish, and then so it, they cook it for you? It was a sen- it was essentially like a cruise, but it was also like a research. Cru- it, basically, it was filmmakers had gone on this thing, and it was also just tourists like me and Cherry, and also scientists. So it was uh, just a load of people going down to Antarctica, and you sort of had a meal every day with everyone in a big dining hall. I would the best way I could describe the dining hall is like kind of like Titanic, you know, where everything's like set out really nicely and. Food. It was oh, it, it was good. It was really really good. I really enjoyed it. Usually, like I, my idea of hell would be a cruise because you're just stuck on. Mm. Uh, I actually I took a boat you with Benny. You did one, yeah. yeah. A boat with Benny and just never left the room. But this cruise was like I think because it was mostly old people and they didn't really care. I mean, they cared for like 
a day and they were like, oh my God, my granddaughter this and my grandson that. And then after a day, they were just like, yeah. Well, There's that nice boy, Ed and yeah, Jerry, his We're wife. here to see penguins, but it was good. And did you see penguins? We did, yeah. I mean, they were, the first time you see them, you're like, oh my God, penguins. And then on the last day, you're just like, yeah, they're just. There's everywhere. a lot of penguins, <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, fun, um, fun, fun trip. But no, eating habits have changed. Uh, I essentially just cut out all junk in my life, like all junk food, bit binge drinking, boozing, smoking, like. You've stopped smoking? Yeah. Well, I occasionally <laughs> will have a, so yesterday when England's won, I went out with the guy that owns my record label and I went outside with one of his mates who was having a cigarette and I was like, go on then. But it's yeah. less it's less of a less of a thing. Yeah. So last time we saw each other face to face, I was at your wedding where you had an array of delicious food. Are we allowed to talk about it? Oh yeah, no, no. Of course you can talk about it. Are you sure? Of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had basically me and Cherry had our our actual wedding was a tiny, tiny event with basically no one there and we did it mm. at at night on a random day in the middle of January in like the middle of nowhere. And basically no one knew, no one came to it. We lit candles, we got married, we went back, had a curry, that was it. But the, yeah, so the wedding, the wedding party was more of a celebration of us and our friends, but I'm less like private about it. I just didn't want pictures getting out, which I was amazed they didn't. Plus more- well, babe, The more security. <laughs> I mean, more people have fun. The security. Uh, but, but it was have, so fun. You have fun without a phone in your hand though. Because it's not yeah, like, yeah, Jesse, how did great. you manage? Well, it was brilliant because, I mean, my son was six months. So I just hope that he was having a good night somewhere. Um, but no, it was amazing. And also it meant that everyone talked to each other. And yeah, there's no like were... awkward moments where someone just totally. goes into a corner to answer a message it, everyone was just very present which was good my my favorite was when cherry was rather drunk and her stella mccartney dress was so dirty at the bottom and i'm standing next to stella and i can just see this dress i mean cherry that's what a wedding dress should look like my friend uh josh he wore he wore a triple denim suit it was denim shirt denim jacket denim de so he was there and stella had gone up to him and been like uh, oh my god i love your suit and josh was quite pissed and uh, she said, hi, I'm Stella. And he's like, what? Like Stella fucking McCartney. And she was like, she was like well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, um, I ate, Sam Smith and I ate every stall. We sampled every food stall um, and we appreciated it very, very much. Um, yeah, we, I feel like we were like, I mean. What was your favourite? I did enjoy the halloumi. I think I had some halloumi bites at the fish and chips stall. That was very nice. My Nando's was delicious. I mean, I really went for it. How's your daughter with her food? Is she a good eater? So we basically, well, I say we. Cherry has done this amazing vegetable garden over the last like three, four years here. And it's really coming into its own now. So Lyra here is basically eating everything that we got. I just was literally just walking her into the house now to get uh, a set of headphones and just picked a raspberry and put it in her mouth kind of thing like it's just it's really wholesome i know i know that's a very like uh living in suffolk middle class thing but it's uh i'm i'm, I'm really happy that she's eating good shit do you still that's eat lovely. meat yeah but i think for me um like i was a vegetarian up until i was about 13 and then i was oh, yeah, again i was then again again a vegetarian from like 25 to maybe 28 and i think the most important thing is uh, balance and mm. um, not 
So the, the main thing in my diet now is not doing anything in excess. So I'll like, if I want a burger, I'll have a burger, but I won't like have, I used to have like a burger and then chips and then a milkshake and then pudding and blah, blah, blah. And I'll, so I won't have like steak every night of the week, but maybe like twice a month, I might have beef, you know, or fish or so. It's not like meat every single day, basically. What are some of your favourite restaurants in London? Have they changed since we last spoke to you? I can't remember which you, ones you said before, but come on, give me your top three at the moment. Has it changed on Meat and Shake? Oh, was it Meat and Shake? What was the oh, one in yeah, Tooting you like? Marmite yeah. chips. Oh man, that 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 is good. No, so yeah, it definitely it definitely has. I um, do you know me and Cherry go um to this place called the Iraqi, which is like a sushi omakase place. Oh, nice. There's there's basically like the head chef and maybe like. Four, four or five other people and there you there's no menu you don't choose you just go in and they just give you sushi that is incredible and then that's the end there's probably like 20 pieces and then it's it's really have great. you done that with um benny blanco have you done sushi part with benny blanco yeah it's it, it's like that i think I think it's the best sushi place I've been to, and I don't. I don't want to get like slaughtered for that because I've been to some amazing ones in Japan. But for me, mm. it is the the best. It is the best, and we just we just love it. So that's our we we go there quite regularly. Um, I would say Jim Carner. For... I've never been there, but everyone oh, says mate. it's great. Do you know what the one thing I wish that they because they had a fire there and basically have read have redone it, but they used to brew their own beer. And it used to be Jim Jim Carner Lager. I think it's Kingfisher now, but that the beer was the best lager. And now it's obviously Kingfisher is great, but they need to get the the, the lager back. But that's uh, we probably go there just as regularly. That used to be my I, I took Sam there actually. But but hold on, let's talk about your pub. Yeah, Do you call it a pub. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's what like would you a call it a bar, restaurant, bar, hangout place. I mean, it's essentially I bought it. Uh, I bought it set up, set up a chicken shop in it originally, and uh, then it was wor- it worked out uh, better business to set up a, a bar. And my manager wants to do it with me, so we essentially called it after our two wives. So Blossoms is Cherry Blossom, and uh, mm. Liberty is Bertie. So that's why it's called Bertie Blossoms. Um, uh, yeah, and it's good. It's it's kind of had like a rocky start. Obviously, it opened like two months before. Great. <laughs> pandemic but it's it's open it's opened up now locals like it which is good uh and for me what i don't like at bars is when there's the menus like 50 things and you so i was just like have have a really really good vegetarian option which is this pasta have a really really good meat option which is the uh steak and chips and then just do a pub classic fish and chips and then there's like nice salads and stuff and some good starters and for me i just I think four really good beers and three really great things on the menu is what I would want in a bar, basically. Is it stressful having your own establishment now? Because everyone talks about being a restaurateur, which I guess you would call yourself now. Yeah, I mean, it's, def- it's definitely a different game. I think I think if you're looking to make a small fortune in for the food industry you should start with a large fortune, basically. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that unless you have tons unless you're jamie olive or gordon ramsay and you have loads of restaurants it's, i think it's very difficult to have a successful 
um yeah i mean you have to be re- really really on it yeah but has it been enjoyable like do you want to go there when you come to london do you go there for yes, a drink it... and feel really happy i go there for meetings i take uh i took, actually took a rapper called queng face there the other day he was someone I, i'd been listening to in jamal edwards him and he was like oh let's go for lunch he'd love some advice so I took him I took him there and it's a great place to just go I text uh, the girl that um, runs it and I'm just like can you just set up a table in the back room and then you can go there it's it's really it's it's really nice and my mates have been renting it to watch the Euros which is really nice like all of my schoolmates just like go and rent the top floor and watch the game it's really sweet so um yeah that's so nice are you I mean you you've been in You've been in Suffolk for a very long time now, but is there anything about London that you miss or do you get, do you have to come here enough that you don't ever have to miss it? What I love about uh, London now is that I do enjoy being there. Whereas when I lived yeah. there full time, I didn't enjoy I, f- I felt kind of trapped because there wasn't, I was, I didn't really go out a lot, but that was kind of my own doing as well. That was just a weird mm. paranoia of being, thinking that people cared more than they did. But uh, when I, uh, I'm now living in Suffolk and I dip into London. I go to London for like a night and I'll go to one of those restaurants. So I'll go and see a friend or blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go straight back home. And I really enjoy those experiences. Um, yeah. I just feel like I'm a Suffolk boy. I feel like it's, this mm. is, this is where uh, I feel most comfortable. And also because I grew up around everyone here. I mean, I, I'm, t- I'm talking everyone. I mean, all the people that work in all the shops in town and people in the pub, like I know, everyone so there's no weirdness either so it's Mm. it's good yeah I can imagine that it's just yeah it feels comfortable and it's like oh there's Ed yeah of course Ed who we knew when he was 10 so that's fine yeah and you can just relax well and and they don't yeah there's basically nothing that they can gain from being weird or not weird it's just a it's a very casual conversation like I can go I can go into the pub and I see people kind of look and be like oh okay whereas in in London it's a bit more full on and I guess I wonder whether now having a daughter because I know that I felt far more protective of my children as soon and aware of have you had them papped yet no because I don't really get papped and also I've got I think I, I did something with... out anyway <laughs> yeah in bed at eight. Oh yeah um <laughs> me too I... by the way I love it <laughs> yeah it's fantastic <laughs> but what I, I think I've got like a thing where they have to blur out their face if they are going to get papped like I did in uh, something with my lawyer that like they would never like, be allowed to show their face we've got that in England um but it, that doesn't uh, that isn't in America you, they can do whatever they want in America. And then those pictures, because oh, as you know, like it doesn't matter if it's online on the Daily Mail, if it's shared on Twitter and it's shared on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a, I've, I find it a very strange thing, just the concept of a man who you don't know taking a picture of your infant kid. I find yeah. that co- concept really weird. I remember I was on, uh, on the beach with my friend's son and his son was like two and naked, obviously running in the sea and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And a pap, a pap was taking pictures of us. And I was like, in what world is it all right for a, someone to take a picture of a naked child? I mean, like yeah. he's not there. I, I just yeah. find it so, it's so strange and intrusive. Lyra got papped maybe like, she was like four weeks old. And there was a dude sitting outside our, well, it wasn't even our, our London, but basically the house that I used to have in London is now my manager's office. Um, and he was lying down in his car, um, basically hiding and just taking pictures. And we were oh. taking Lyra for her like first checkup. And it's just, I just found it really creepy and weird because it's fair, it's fair game when it's me. I've signed up for it, and to a degree, Cherry signed up for it. She's she's married mm. into this life, and but I just find it weird with kids. 
It's just a bit. Me too. Yeah. I think it's also people are people are so interested in how you are. I mean, there's the photo, there's the photo thing, but also there's like how fans or people that see you perceive you as like a parent, and yet you they will see maybe your child having a tantrum for a second, and then they'll yeah. be like, oh, a chair in the chair can't you know handle? Oh, they've got a nightmare on that. And I find that really like it's you kind of yeah. No, it's, I, it, you're scrutinized, and so therefore you like. Well, and there's definitely like there's definitely baby police out there as well. Like we, uh, when we were in Australia, we got papped, but we knew that there was a guy following us, and we just wanted to take Lyra out on a walk. So we put like a really, really thin like handkerchief over her thing, mm. and so many people were like, oh, that was so overheat the baby, and, and it all all we were doing was for the moment. It was also freezing and raining, but all we were doing was. <laughs> basically covering her so this boy didn't get a picture but yeah so you and cherry you now go to bed at about eight o'clock and about nine about nine thirty that's like about a, nine. Well. is she an early riser uh what lyra yes yeah and does she still wake up in the night <laughs> yeah once she she used to wake up at sort of every few hours but she wakes up like maybe four and then she'll go back down till six and then we're up so do you eat breakfast together yeah. Yeah. Probably well, we food. kind of we kind of eat the same thing. We kind of I make like yeah. a tiny. I have like oats. Like yeah, I guess like baby oats or whatever. And uh, I break up a banana and put in some uh, formula milk and kind of mix it all up. And then I'll have porridge as well. So we sort of have. Yeah. So you eat as a family. So yeah. Like I'm always really jealous of the body coaches, kids that they eat spinach and they're like. I One. don't believe it. I've seen it. He's filmed yeah, it. Yeah. He films everything. Of course he does. He we feed they eat everything. We feed Lyra spinach as well. But Jesse, I, I hope for you it, that it, carries on and she doesn't, doesn't reject it and she goes on. to beige food in about six months. I think Ed, I, I think that's you. I think that's always gonna happen with kids though, isn't yeah. it? I mean I I I the only vegetable I used to eat as a kid was peas. The only one. Yeah. And cucumber. I once got a cucumber for my birthday. That's how into it I was. <laughs> Because my parents would never give me more than like a little chunk. And so for one time for my birthday, I was like, I want a whole cucumber. And I just had it and just ate it. Um, I love that so much. <laughs> so, Ed, when we spoke to you last, we talked about your Sunday lunch at your mum's house. With yeah. Heinz, uh, with the Heinz, Heinz tomato, tomato soup. soup yeah. do, do you now have cooked Sunday lunches and people all come to your house? Um, do you know what we did when Cherry was pregnant? Me and her made a thing of doing Sunday lunch every, every Sunday. It's just for us... We, there's not that much time now with with doing stuff with Lyra to like chop stuff up. We usually like prep the next day's meal when she's gone to bed, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I guess I guess essentially we could do it, but yeah, it's more like not fast food, but things that are easier to make. But are you going to carry on the tradition of the Heinz tomato soup on a Sunday? I think I'd prefer a Sunday roast every Sunday. I think I, th- I don't know. Tomato soup's like a comfort thing now. Like me and Cherry will get in from a a night somewhere and we'll both have like a cup of tomato soup before my God, I've I've got so old, haven't I? (laughs) (laughs) I just realized I like I like this. It's not all it at least. I quite like this idea of you like coming back from the Euro final and you just you two just having a cup of Heinz tomato soup. I think it's very humbling. No clubbing. I mean, yeah. I don't know how I feel about the clubbing stuff. I feel a bit... It, I don't really feel like I'm ready to go. Well, obviously, I'm not ready. I'm nine, ten months pregnant, but whatever. Um, but I wanted to know... So, okay, you, you are healthy now. There is no more yeah. kebabs. There is... A... Well, no, there are. So I would maybe have one once every few months, and it's like a real... So I think tomorrow... 
we're gonna we have a weekly date night every every friday without fail oh, strict sweet. we go and we can't leave tomorrow so we're basically here and we're gonna get a uh carry in basically Oh, nice. I think that's yeah. I, I I think that's very important. Now, I have a, a doner kebab that you need to try in London, Ed. It is yep. sensational. Mangal 2 in East London. They have like, these two boys have taken, boys, men, um, sons have taken over their father's business. And they've kind of, one of them used to work, I think, at Noma in Copenhagen or somewhere in Copenhagen. And it's kind of bringing all these like interesting <coughs> dishes whilst they also have this doner kebab and it's not like any doner kebab you've tried before and it's so good and i feel like you need to go if can you're you gonna go and the, have a can kebab you write these babe I'm, I'm gonna give you a whole whole what a to z it different it's really good meat it's not kind of i mean i like donners but it's not it's kind of it's slightly more like slow cooked okay and it's just really delicious. It's amazing. So you need to try that. Um, so have you become an amazing cook, Ed, since you've been, you know, living with your with your allotment and all that? Uh, I have. Yeah, I sort of took on the role of when Jerry had Lyra there. You know, there's only so many things that the man can do to um, help comfort the baby. But there's lots of things that the man can do to help the partner basically so i was like right what can i do i'm i nappy change that's that's my job cook and clean <laughs> that's my job wash up make beds do that i like i just i learned how to cook lots of lots of things that she likes and i think for it for me helping my my best mate basically as a chef so he would just he would just send me uh how to make recipes yeah how to make what, what was the one that were really good one nash nashville hot chicken uh, like pan Ooh. but like pan fried Ooh. Really good. Us the recipe. Is it is it straightforward or pretty, is it fast? It's pr- no, it's pretty straightforward. It's just it's about the main thing is uh marinating the chicken for like a day or so in the fridge, mm-hmm. and that's like that's what makes it juicy and tasty. But yeah, that that was good. What what else? Um, yeah, I guess I guess I mastered the roast. I guess I mastered the roast in in yeah. What is your roast? Your favorite roast? Is it chicken, lamb. I do chicken. I I do chicken, and I shove a lemon up its bum. I cut I mm-hmm. cut a lemon into. I shove a lemon up its bum, and then I uh, we have a like a rosemary plant here. So I go and uh, chop off some sprigs of rosemary, and then shove some rosemary up its bum, and then sprinkle the rest on. Put on rosemary and thyme, just uh, uh, and parsley sage, just because. <laughs> just the tube. Yes, Scarpa Fair. Yes, yeah, exactly. And um, so yeah, I'll put that in for like two hours and then I'll put the, I'll chop the potatoes up and then uh, boil them. And then I'll mm. put them in around the chicken and have it all cooked together and then just make a veg and then that's it. It sounds Gorgeous. nifty. And it's, it, so you don't do the goose fat so potatoes. Do, do you know the thing that, uh, we, don't, we don't really do like proper gravy either because what I hate is when gravy separates, you know, when it's sort of like gravy mm. and then just like white fat. That's all, oh, yeah. Yes. Not for me. God, you've gone, me, you've gone dead healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, look at my water bottle. I know. Yeah, what? You've that, got that the is biggest. Yeah, it's four, oh four litres and I just drink four litres every day. Every day. Why? Who, yeah, Why who do got you, you into that? that? Uh, when I just... Being healthy, so the guy, the guy that helps me. So I, I have a. It, it sounds quite wanky to say personal trainer, but I have a, a guy. Why it doesn't? Well, I don't because I don't want to. I don't want to be all Hollywood and stuff like that. But, but I like it. You've been working out. I've been working out. I've been working out, and this guy Ali, who's our mate from school, has been coming to train, 
us and uh yeah he basically just said uh all your bad habits i know sorry pun all your bad all your bad habits stem from like wanting things to do and he's like whenever you want something to do just have a sip of water and so i just carry this around all day and if i'm like oh do i want some chocolate and i have some water and i'll be like no i don't so what is the song bad habits about your four liter bottle of water no habits lead to you no it's probably about probably about stuff that bits of other bits and bobs oh my god I don't know. <laughs> how how has it been promoting this time do you feel like i mean do you feel like you, it, you were touring for so long so when did the last record come out which year um well technically 2019 but i don't class the, it as a record the that, collaborations that was just one. a that, yeah that was something me and fred the producer made over about a month and just put out and it was i wanted to work with all these people and it that was the that was the thing so my last like full promotional tour album thing was divide which was 2017 and that was the last time i've done this many interviews um and stuff but i feel like i don't want to leave a gap like that again i feel like the really is everything's changed so much like so the landscape has changed it has and you're on tiktok now yeah well i am actually i probably shouldn't shouldn't say this but i actually don't (laughs) i don't know the login for my tiktok it's i people tell me to do this video and then i guess it goes up but well babe you still don't have a fucking phone yeah no don't have (laughs) you still got a burner no, uh, no, that was Cherry's phone today. I called you off. No, but like, I wonder whether you've still got like, it, what, didn't you have a burner phone for a bit that just I have, wasn't like? Do you know, I bought a uh, Nokia thirty three ten, the new one, and then because when it's I it's a new Nokia thirty three ten, it's really good. It's really good. But I, I bought. I mean, that... it's the great one of the greatest phones ever to we we ever had, right? So but... solid. But when I was because so um, I've been doing pr- promotion overseas, and then I come back and quarantine afterwards. The government call you, but I didn't have a phone that they would call me on, so I bought another burner mm-hmm. phone to have to so they could check in basically and they called a lot they were like they were really really on me i think they were trying to catch me out but i was sensitive. no they didn't did they ask you to open your fridge no they asked a friend of mine could you go to your fridge and open it and shut it to make sure she oh was in interesting i don't know if they have gprs tracking but like they certainly on we did like a five-day test to release thing um and on the fifth day I left and then they rung and were like, you've left your house. So I don't know whether my neighbors are just <laughs> ringing up, but it, it was like, it, it, well, I got the, I basically got the, the all clear on an email just saying, yeah, you're all clear, ready to mm. go. And I left and within like half an hour, they were like, why have you left? But, wow. Yeah, scary. Big, big. Um, yeah. Right. But I mean, it, are you enjoying it or do you, because I feel like you are, one of the most successful, famous, brilliant, talented artists in the world, and yet you are doing you're you're doing the work. But well, I like... think I think I think if you're go, if you're going to do it, like do it properly. There's no like half, mm. half half measures in in this industry, and I've always known that there are always artists that work harder than you who want that. Mm. They want the Lorraine slot, and they want to go on Heart FM, and they will take mm. that from you within an instant. The moment you kind of take your foot off the gas, there you will. There'll be someone newer, younger, more exciting, bigger. I mean, I'm like looking now, like every every single year, there's a new person that comes out who's even more exciting, and they've got this new song, and like, oh, Ed, oh god, yeah, no, Ed's like, he's he's old news, but this this new one, so it's you just kind of have to keep up with 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 that. And my way of doing it is promoting, and I think also you uh, you should stand by the art you make. Like, I want people yeah. to hear my tune. I'm I don't want to put it out and it goes into an abyss somewhere i'd like really want to i remember there was a singer songwriter i used to speak to 
uh, way back in the day. And he would only, he'd only do Jules Hollands. He wouldn't, you're doing the one show. Why would you do the one show? And I'm like, but you like the songs you write, don't you? Wouldn't you want more people to perform them as much as possible? Right? Yeah. And then more people discover them. But man, um, fair enough. But I will say I have realized I don't know if I enjoy releasing music. I love making music. Probably my number one hobby is making music. Mm. Playing live, number two hobby. But releasing music, it's such a, it, you, I used to find it really exciting and now I just find I just find it it's such a tedious well it's a drain on your confidence you basically go this mm. is something I'm really excited about and then people go yeah yeah I guess and uh, I, I don't know I find that I like my songs more before they're released does that make sense yes totally because I, be- I guess it becomes um, a commodity once it's into the world well it's fair it's fair game for i started painting and what i love about painting is no one can judge it because i'm just like well i'm not selling it and mm-hmm. like i do it in my spare time and i might give it to friends occasionally but art's an odd thing to be bear yourself so raw and then have essentially everything torn apart by other it's a yeah i don't know you can't you just turn it into a punching bag for a, a few months don't you Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, Ed Sheeran, the last time you came on, we did a little... uh, Yeah, research. Research. Um, Last time, your last supper was scampi and chips with a battered sausage in Albra. Yeah. Great place for fish and chips. At the beach. And then you had a baked camembert for starter. Oh, fuck. Apple crumble and profiteroles for dessert, along with a cheese board and a drink of choice that would be wine. Have things changed drastically since we last chatted? Bloody hell. And the thing is, I used to do that's that you used were committed to, to that, that. That used to be a meal that I probably That wasn't even a last supper, was it, Ed? <laughs> no, that, it was daily. Yeah, that yeah. Um I would still definitely say the fish and chips. Definitely. From Albra. From from Albra, maybe not with a battered sausage, maybe just maybe just scampi and chips. Okay. Although it's my okay. last meal, I gotta go big. Yeah, battered yeah, sausage. Yeah, yeah. I like there he is. Yeah. There he is. The um so what would be the starter? Would it still be the, the baked camembert? No, I would say um I don't know really. I don't know what to what what is a good starter? What do I do you know what me and me and Cherry do when we when we cook is uh we basically we'll open a bottle of wine. We have one of those, like, you know, the plunger things that stops wine going off? It's basically yeah. a, vac- a vacuum. So the, the, yeah. what we do at the beginning of the week is we put a bottle of wine in one of those and down. And then, How long do those things last, like, to keep the wine good? I mean, I never really, it never really lasts more than two days with me. Because <laughs> um, you're enjoying the drink. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think about a week. But what we do, mm-hmm. our starter is we get, um, uh, like, a bag of kettle chips, put them in a bowl and have wine and then eat 
kettle chips while cooking. I, I love that. Do you have a little dip? And what is the uh, what is the kettle chip? Is it a, a slightly salt, lightly salted, or is it salt and vi- the cider uh, vinegar? No, it's the sw- it's the it's the chili one. Oh, the, the sweet the, chili the red, one. The red packet. Yeah, that's our like go to. I mean, there's nothing like, I don't think anybody's ever done crisps for a starter, but I totally get it. I guess I kind of think of it as an aperitif. Yeah. Before the pre-starter. It's a pre-starter. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that. that. And then I'd say for pudding, um, I mean, probably profiteroles. I mean, profiteroles are still up there. They are still up there. Um, With the apple crumble or not? I don't know what I'd choose. Um, do you know I've been I, I I think a giant lin- Lindor ball but like this big oh my goodness the ones you get what do you get them at Christmas, Christmas or like yeah. Easter no, but oh no just the... yeah but they, they it's they they lead you on it's a plastic ball with them in oh yes ball. it is isn't they lead it? you on you think Cheaters. you've got a big bugger and you've just got little ones inside so hon would you get this made because can you actually get a giant lin- lint ball I'm no. sure you probably could I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you could ask Lindor to do it. Oh, then. no, you'd probably have to go to a chocolatier and be like, can you make essentially this? My friend Lauren, when, when we were on tour, there was a guy that wanted a giant cream egg and she bought loads of cream eggs and essentially just like melted bits and made this giant cream egg for him for, for his birthday. I don't think it was that edible, but it looked a bit. <laughs> but the effort was there and we appreciate that. What wine are you drinking? Is there a bottle, a, a decent bo- bottle everyone should be trying? Uh... Yeah, there's one. I mean, it depends depends what sort of wine you wanna you wanna go for. We we drink um, this thing called chocolate block. That's like a South African wine. Ooh, I think it's about twenty quid. Chocolate block. I've never heard of it. But I also I remember Jesus juice that you gave me before. Pretty great. Um, that no, was pretty fucking. Great. I've um, no, I've gone through. Oh, you can get it on Waitrose. Chocolate block. And then if you want to go super fancy, there's one called yeah. Sil- Silver Oak. That's about it's about a hundred quid a bottle. That's like I think it's it's an American wine that's really really great. Um, Where did you try it? You know. uh, <laughs> I'm gonna sound wanky now, but uh, Courtney Cox's house. It's like her. I think she did a, something for them, and she basically just has a wine fridge full of it, and it's great. It's really great. Mm. And then I'm trying to, uh, someone gave me a Mouton Rothschild and they have the art on it and they gave me a book. And now I've got, I'm, every special occasion now I'm getting, I'm going back in the years and I'm trying every single year. And then I have a shelf, uh, I have a shelf basically. I write what, what I did on the special occasion, who I was with and they signed the bottle and then it goes on a shelf and it's got all the, all the artwork on. And what's fun about it is there's so many of these old bottles that no one sells to anyone because people think that you're, you're buying it for an investment and you're not going to drink it. But so there are these old dudes in France that I drink the bottle and then I send them a picture of it empty. And I'm like, see, told you I drink it. And it's, yeah, it's good. Because there is that thing, isn't it? When you get given a bottle, but then isn't there like, so what's the oldest bottle that you've drunk? Oh, um, I drunk a Madeira when, uh, Lyra was born with my parents and Cherry it was from 1850. And it was it was really like it was tasty, but it was yeah, old. Must be like fortified wine. Yeah, yeah. Almost. It's like it's like yeah. port. It's like port. Yeah. Uh, but the oldest eighteen fifty. Bo- yeah. The oldest bottle of red wine that I've drunk was our honeymoon. We had a Chateau Margot from nineteen oh seven. 
And do you remember, did you go, mm, I think I prefer the chocolate block for 20 quid? No, because for me, amazing? for me, it's not. I think, I think sometimes people go like wanky with wine because it costs a lot of money. And they go, well, it must be this bottle. Like this bottle's the best because it. For me, I love, I love good, good wine at all. I mean, you can have. There's like Chateau Neuf de Pape from Tesco that would stand against any of those wines that I've, I've uh, talked about. In in my opinion, I would enjoy drinking all of those. But for me, when it's a special in inverted commas bottle of wine it's about the the memory of it and and who which is why i keep the bottles and mm. sign on, on them saying it was this night and this and i had a friend pass away in uh march and yeah. we had it was actually he's he started the idea of writing on bottles and i have so many bottles from me and him that i can now look back on and go oh my god that was that night and that was not that night and it's less it's less about the expense of the bottle and where it comes from more about the memory behind it, which is, I think what wine is wine. Isn't just like something you quaff that's you just get drunk. It's something where you share a moment with someone or some people. And yeah, I think it's so for me that the, the old Margot that we had on our honeymoon was, you know, not that drinkable, but I have it on a shelf inside and I'm like, that was the first night on a honeymoon and what, what a lovely experience that was. And, um, you know, and it, it survived two world wars, you know, it made it through two world wars to be at that place that, that night. So yeah, I like it. I like, I like, I like wine when there's stories around it. I love that. That's very He's romantic. romantic. Yeah. He, he, <clears throat> yeah. The biggest romantic. <laughs> Absolutely. I do something we do. Um, which is, this is very small fry. But on our Christmas tree every year, we take a Polaroid of the year and then we put it onto the Christmas oh, tree. So and so you've got all like the babies getting older and older. And so that's quite sweet. And I learned that from Erica Leonard, who's E.L. James, because we used to work together. And that's the little little trivia for you. So that's good. Have you have you um, written your daughter any letters? Yes. Yeah, we, we uh, actually someone on my tour. It was actually a really great present. Someone on my tour gave me a time capsule thing. And uh, he was just like here and it's, it's from 2019. Uh, and I was sort of like, I don't really know what I put in this time capsule. And then Jerry told me she was pregnant. And so I got in contact with all my schoolmates and I was like, can you write Lyra a letter for her 18th birthday? So we ba- they put, put all of them in the time capsule and then we wrote her a letter as well. And we, and we, yeah, put it in. See, he's such a romantic. Yeah. He's a mensch, mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thoughtful. Lo- yeah, you are thoughtful. So, so okay, so what's next? After Bad Habits comes out, which is a, a roaring success, what's happening? When's it, I, I saw on the Zane Lowe thing that you basically said that he'd been able to hear the whole bloody record. Um, yeah. So when's it coming? Um, are you allowed to say? Autumn, I think. Autumn. I, be- I basically, I think... I, I just want to put out a lot more music. It's been so long since I've actually been doing anything. And and the last thing I put out was a collaborations project of me doing like songs with like Travis Scott and Eminem mm. and stuff like that. So it wasn't anything that my fan base could really, really uh, sink their teeth into because it was they would obviously like some of the tunes, but it's not the, mm. the me that they know and love. So I've got Bad Habits was my different single, I'd say. Bad Habits was that I really wanted to release it, start off the campaign, have everyone talk about it because they'd be like, what, what is this? Do we like mm. it? And mm. I did it with Shape of You and I did it with Sing. And then I'm going to be putting out some songs that are a bit more reflective of what the album actually is. Bad, Bad Habits is about as different, different as it gets. So the next song that comes out will be like an acoustic tune and then there'll be a sort of like 
Castle on the Hill-y kind of tune. And it's more of a, uh, just to show the scope of the record. Cause it's a- Who's done, who's done the record with you? Is it Fred? Yeah, yeah it's Fred's. Or... Yeah, Fred and Fred and Fred and Johnny, and then Steve's done a song on there, and the, um, Joe, Joe, who uh, who you came came and sang for. So that so that record that you came to sing for, I think, will come after. They basically uh, uh, is that gonna, is that going to come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. bloody good. I mean, Mum, this is how prolific this boy is. We, I sung something for you. I mean, it must have been about three years ago. It was around the time of Table Manners. I think it was 2017. Album to put out, mm, and then yeah. and then I did collaborations and put it put that out, and then I was making this record again. And do you know what? It, it's it's more of a down, as you know, it's a bit more of a down tempo acoustic record. And um, I, when the world was opening up, I was like, do I really want to be yeah. putting this out in the summer? No, I hear you. Summer that England are in the Euros and the yeah. people can go to bars and blah blah blah. So I thought, I thought it was better to put out the bad habits record basically. and also the good thing about an ed sheeran song is it's pretty timeless so basically you can keep these you've had you will have had these songs for about five years and they'll still sound really fantastic because you're bloody good aren't you so oh thank you oh, that's exciting so we we have a few more questions to ask you ed sheeran Lovely. uh bad habits uh t- bad habits at the table do you Still think? Do you think you've still got good table manners? What, what did Cherry? Cherry? Cherry disagreed, didn't she? Bless her. She came on. Do you remember on the last episode? Yeah. She kind of went, "Well, oh, Ed, you do this thing." Yeah, I, I think, can't remember. What, I think what it's what the same it? thing. I finish and I. But it comes from me being. I'm a like neat freak. Like I'm. I really like tidy stuff. So I'll finish, and I'll put my um, stuff in the dishwasher instantly, and then go back and sit down and carry on. And Cherry's like, "That's a bit rude." Like. Wait for me to yeah, you're like an American I, server. No, because I do. They remove it straight away. Yeah. Well, because I do sit down and finish the meal, but I just in my head I'm like, right, done, dishwasher, and I'm yeah, I can stop, stop worrying. But yeah, that's a bad table manner, I think. Uh, are you going to teach Lyra uh, good table manners? Or are you going to teach her how to put a, a plate in the the dishwasher straight away? I think so that's that be the far, first thing you teach her. I think that's far more important than like <laughs> what hand you hold a knife and fork in. I've been at so many of these dinners where, like, and you you must have been at them when they have like all the cutlery, and you're like, what? Why can't I just use one fork for it and one knife for it? Why does it have to be this? Yeah, totally. Um, now, my mum would like to ask you a final question, wouldn't you, Lenny? Did we ever ask you your karaoke song? Oh, maybe. Do you do karaoke? Yeah, I love it. Do you know my? Uh... See, Jesse. Everyone loves it. No, but whenever I do karaoke, I'm blitzed. Like I'm, I'm having a great time. My go-to is always like "Baby One More Time" or uh, "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" or um... Aerosmith. Don't you? Yeah, or oh, Britney. Yeah. Britney. Yeah, Poor actually, Britney. I have a video of a uh, Fred um, arriving. There's a karaoke bar in Nashville called Santa's. It does one one dollar beers. Nice. Yeah. It's just a it's a trailer. And you go in and you buy PBR beer for a dollar. You can smoke inside, and there's it's a carry. It is lit. And uh, that I was, sounds so good. I was singing. Don't don't want to miss a thing. Fred was arriving late that night, and he was going straight to the house. And we were going to work on work on music. I was singing. Don't want to miss a thing in the bar. And he arrived at the bar, and I didn't know he was getting there. So you you can kind of see him arriving, <laughs> me seeing him, and yeah. And, then... and even when I dream of you, literally. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I just, honestly, Ed, it's such a pleasure to chat to you because I don't see you nearly enough, but it's always just so lovely to chat to you and speak to you and see how you're getting on and you're still the same old Ed. Thank and you. we love you. Love you guys. Thank you. 
Ed Sheeran, little mensch, love him. Thank you so much to Ed Sheeran for joining us on Zoom. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I'm sure you know Ed Sheeran has new music out because he gets played on every radio station in the world, worldwide. So if you didn't know, just turn on the radio and he will be on within two songs. Um, But yeah, new music from Ed. And thank you so much to Ed for coming back on to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.